You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagask's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Martina Gormley is my name. I'm filling in for James Dunn, my colleague today. Um, so today I'm joined with Raymond uh, Goggins. Um, so Raymond is a dairy farmer uh, farming in Bandon in Cork and he's uh, he's uh, part of the Dairy Gold Giant programme. So we're going to, Raymond is going to give us an update in terms of how the, the current grass situation is going on on, on his farm and also um, we're going to discuss the breeding um, uh, for Raymond's farm and what's happening there. So Raymond, thanks very much uh, for joining us today. Um, we might just kick it off maybe by, um, you might just tell us a little bit about your farm um, and maybe uh, who's working on the farm or who, who runs the farm. Okay, um, I'm farming just outside Bandon. Um, I'm farming about, uh, there's about uh, 33 hectares in the whole block. There's about nine hectares across the road that's used as milking pad farm in the shoulders of the air. And there's about another 16 hectares, about a mile and a half away. That's cut twice for silage, and then the replacements go over there. So, um, milking 120 cows at the moment. And um, so that's basically the, the, the farm. Okay, so spring calving, 120 cows, 40, 41 hectare of milking block, including the land across the road, and you have your, your outblock then for silage and, and for the young stock as well. Super. So now who's who's running the farm? Uh, I suppose look there's a there's a family farm but it's it's mostly myself with with some family help and um I had the last two springs I had a UCC dairy dairy student for 16 weeks so um and look there there would be other casual help for relief making and things like that at times Okay, super, super. Um, so following on from you've you've heard the grass tin update there from from John Douglas. So you might just tell us what's the situation on your farm um currently, Raymond. Um, I'm currently on six kgs a meal, but um, I'm going into twelve hundred covers, and even at twelve hundred covers, there's some stem and things in them. But um, look, I did a grass walk there, was it two days ago, and I got a growth rate of 90. So I'll be walking again probably Friday, Saturday. And first priority will be pulling that meal back down and trying to correct grass quality. Look, hopefully maybe be able to skip the odd paddock that will be taken out in a few weeks' time. And maybe pre-mow the odd paddock as well. So... Yeah. You know, that will be the big focus is to get meal down and get quality back into the grass. So soil temperatures are warm. Look, we probably have got somewhere around an inch and a half of rain here, but I think there is more on the way. So look, I think we should easily hang on to high growth rates for the next couple of weeks anyway. Super. And uh, along with that, in terms of, so you've mentioned that you're up on 90 of growth rate now. Um where were you? Where did it go to? Where, where was the lowest growth rate in, in the I'd last few weeks? I'd say I went down to about the 40s, I'd say. Okay. Around okay. the 40s, I think, was about as, as, as low as it go. Look, it kept it kept um, tipping away. I used um, some of my clover paddocks that I have. I use quite a lot of dirty water on them. And I do think that maintained um, a level of moisture and nutrients that... that kind of kept growth tip, tipping away a little. So, okay. yeah, uh, about 40s is as low as it went for me. 
Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, and and in terms now of your cover per cow, you mentioned that that the highest paddocks you're going into is twelve hundred. In terms of cover per cow, what's that got to now? Just to give us uh, a feel for where where you're at. I, I I'm up around. I, I'm up very close to the one eighty. Now I pass, I will have to probably take a smaller ground off the cows for heifers and calves. So, um, but yeah, I'm up around the one, um, close to the one eighty. So I'm not far off where I'd like to be. So, um, I will be doing I will be doing another grass walk, um, probably either tomorrow, tomorrow or Saturday, and reassessing. Can I pull that meal, pull that meal a little before the weekend? Okay, super. And and look, okay, that was one of the key points from from John Douglas. Um, and when you look at your your farm growing ninety, uh, on your last walk there recently, if it grows ninety again, uh, you're certainly going to be over two hundred a cow at that stage. Yes. Yeah. 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 Look, my average farm covers a little on the low side, and going into twelve hundreds are a little on the low side. But that will change. That will change very very quickly. Okay, and in terms then, I suppose it was a big talking point, and and still probably is in terms of fertilizer. What did you do throughout the last? You mentioned the the soiled water that you were spreading on your clover paddocks. Um, what did you do in terms of fertilizer? Did you pull back? Did you stop over the last four or five weeks? I I I kept going with a little. I I, I reduced the amount. I was down around probably fourteen units um every rotation that kind of way. So I pulled back a little. Um, but look. I, I was still getting growth, so um, I didn't fully stop. I didn't. Yeah, fully so you stop. were in a green drought, really. Uh, yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you kept going. You maintained your your growth rate, probably averaging out at maybe close enough to to fifty or a little bit little bit under it. Um, and you held it, and the maximum you've had to go in the last um two weeks was was the six kgs of concentrate. Yeah, six kgs of concentrate. Yeah, okay. I. I didn't go in with silage or anything like that. No, uh, just try and keep things as simple as possible. Well, of course, from a from a labour point of view and, and a practical point of view, um, the concentrate is, is certainly an easier one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, solids, okay, so I'm hearing um, particularly with with the, I suppose the, the challenging spring in terms of March and and the beginning of April there, um, cows being held more than the, than you'd like. Um, we're hearing some farmers saying their solids is back overall. So Raymond, uh, what what are you, what's happening with your solids and and you might just just touch on that in terms of where they are now and. I have. Have you suffered the same? Are you down in solids? Um, look, I'd say I'd be similar enough to last year. Um, I, I through the month of March, I managed to get cows out. I'd say every day for some few hours, which you know, keeping a bit of grass in the diet helped with solids a bit. Um, I, I I'd say I'm about similar to last year. I'm about similar to last year. I would I would think. Okay. Look, if, if we can get a bit of quality back into the grass wards now, and hopefully. Hopefully, solids will push on and for the rest of the year. Okay, and just just while you're on that, that like that's excellent and a great achievement, and and uh, in terms of being able to get get some grass into the cows through the, through that difficult uh, spring and and the the you know the current situation as well. You've held your solids. What are they at the minute? Um, your solids. Uh, R- roughly speaking. Yeah. I I think I'm on around the three fifty protein and probably around the three eighty or so fat, something around those, those figures. Okay. Okay. So, which is is fairly kind of normal, 
No, I'm not. I, I, I'm just around the two kgs of mixed solids per cow at the moment. Okay, so, and happy enough with that? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Look, if you're heading into the early days of July, uh, two kgs of mixed solids, you're not going too bad. Okay, okay. Uh, you touched on clover there. Um, so again, it's something that a lot of people are discussing and um, have receded in, in the past few weeks and are contemplating, um, you know, uh, was it the right thing to do or not? Or, and what to, what to do with the receipts now at the minute? You might just firstly touch on the clover in the farm. And I also know you've re- receded as well, Raymond. So you might touch on that as well, please. Yeah, look, I suppose of the, of the home block, I probably would be somewhere around 20% now in, in clover. Um, I have done a small bit of oversawing. I did a small bit last year, and it didn't work for me. I, I was too late in the drought cottage. Um, did it again this year. Um, a little more success, uh, and I'm, um, the drought did impact it a bit, but I'm hoping that it will come, uh, that it will come. So I'm trying to graze those at, at lower covers to allow light down to the clover and um, help get it established. Um, I also did receded about five acres there about a month ago. Um, it was looking pretty poor there before the rain came. Um, I, I, I was in between two minds whether I'd have to redo it, but I think most of it didn't germinate and, and has germinated since. So there's a, a green cover coming on the field anyway, which is looking looking a bit more positive. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So I suppose the, the, the next thing I suppose that you'll probably be keeping an eye out for is in terms of post-emergent spray. I know yes. you're probably not at that stage yet. Not quite at that stage yet, but yes, look... Um, with the heat in the ground now and the rain and things, it, it, it's it's uh, a field that will change very quickly. So I will be keeping um, a close eye on it because uh, you like to get in early with the, the post-emergent spray and get in early grazing it um, to try and thicken it and help it as best possible. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a really important point because you've you've mentioned that you've measured, you're getting 90 of a growth. Your receipt has started to take off. And quickly in a few days, that could go from, you know, being being quite low and, and maybe the weeds not being, being too visible or, or quite small to next thing being too strong. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, no, look, uh, I, I, I will be keeping a close eye on that. I want that back into the rotation because um, I, I'd like to take out another few acres for receding and deer is pushing on. So we'll, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. Okay. Okay. How are you finding graze outs at the minute, um, Raymond? Uh, um, look, graze outs are not terribly bad um, because I'm going into low enough covers, but there is, like, even at 1200 covers, there's quite a lot of stim in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, trying to trying to get the balance between feeding the cow and getting clean out it is, it's, it's a little difficult, but look, if growth if growth pushes on and we're into a surplus and we can clean up a few paddocks by taking a few bales, will make life easier. Okay. Okay. Super. Um so I suppose really uh, to kind of sum up um the discussion we're after having there in terms of, of the, the grass, the big ones for you is as soon as you get an opportunity to remove um the, the concentrates um from the diet. 
and to mark earmark a few paddocks um, for, for taking surplus bales um, and also post-emergent spray for your receded sward. Yes, yes. Uh, and again, you're hopeful, uh, fair play to you for trying it the second time around, the over-sowing, um, and you're, you're optimistic that, that it uh, might... Look, uh, look I've, I've seen it done on other, play, uh, other farms. It is... Um, Look, whether was I don't think I did anything wrong. It's just my timing was uh, was unfortunate. So yeah, look, we'll um, we'll stay at it. We'll, we'll we'll stay at it. It's 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 a learning curve. Clover Clover is is challenging to to get right, but um, I think it, it it's worth it's worth sticking at it and and trying to get there. Super, super. Um, so moving on in terms of the the breeding. Um, so you're you're whatever seven weeks in or or there thereabouts at the minute into the breeding. Before we kind of get stuck into into that side of it in the last seven weeks, um, you might just tell us, Raymond, um, how how you know your six week calving rate, um, uh, and how many weeks you normally when when you finish calving and when you normally start start breeding. Um, I, I think my last cow calved on the fourth or fifth of April this year, and I started breeding. I think was it the tw- I think the twenty fifth of April. Okay. So, um, like I this year I had all calves um either gone or or replacements weaned before I started breeding. So it, it's um it's nice not to be trying to do two things at the one time that you can focus on the breeding. So it makes makes things a bit more streamlined. Okay, and in terms of the number of weeks of calving, then when are you starting um to to calf your cows, Raymond? Uh, about the twenty third or twenty fourth of, of January. So yeah. Okay, so you've there there about nine weeks, uh, to calf your your hundred and twenty cows. Yeah, they are thereabouts. Yeah. Okay, and you're obviously quite happy with that, as you as as you've mentioned there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. If you're not doing two jobs together, you you have time to focus on the one job. So you know, so for in the January, February, and March, you're having cows and looking after cows, and then when you hit the end of April, you're concentrating on on breeding. It, it okay. keeps life a bit more simple. Okay, I think there's there's certainly lots of lots lots of farmers out there that that would love to be able to wave a wand and have their cows calved in in nine weeks. Maybe there's some that that's a bit fearful of it, but I think there's lots that actually say, you know what, if if that could happen, then I I take it, you know, versus twelve weeks or fourteen weeks. So, um, tell us how how are you getting how are you making it happen, uh, in in nine weeks. Um, I I suppose. Pre-breeding will say any any cow that hasn't cycled or has an irregular cycle or anything, they're all scanned. They're all scanned before I start breeding. So, so for because, this year, for example, Raymond, how many cows did you did you scan? I think it was seventeen. I scanned at the start of breeding. Okay. There was coils put in six of them, and there were fixed time AIs. Um, one of those, uh, two of those actually had a cyst. So. So they were started. All all others were clean and normal. So they were given a little more time. So okay. Um, so just off the scan, just two cows cropped up with 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 cysts. Everything else was fine. Up with cysts, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but all were clean. The the others that were coiled had very small ovaries and things like that. So they needed help. So they were they were they were coiled and okay. 
fixed time AIs. They work on a pin day program. program. A fixed time AI program. Okay, super. So eight cows were identified out of the 17 that hadn't cycled. And because you started, so you started breeding, you said on the 25th of, of April, and you started, you, you scanned those cows that were identified um, as not cycling, um, whatever, a day or two beforehand. Um, they would have all been pretty much the kind of the 30 days are not far off it uh, since they calved. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, they would have. They would okay. have very close to a check. Okay. So that's one thing you do um, that contributes, you feel, um, towards um, getting your cows back in calf, your six weeks um, so, so our, uh, calving rate. Um, what, are the, what are the other things that, that you feel that, that you do um, to have that compact calving? Um, I suppose after three first three weeks of our breeding, um, anyone that still didn't is scanned again. And this this year there was uh, four of them scanned a second time. Okay. One of them was a cow that developed the cyst. Um, in the meantime, so she was filed, and the other two just got a shot of prostaglandin and came in within a couple of days. Okay, very good. And in terms of identifying these cows, because you you done your initial scan with your your seventeen cows, and then you repeat, had you done a second scan on four of these cows again? How, how are you picking up um, these cows? I I have um, cow manager ear tags, electronic system, so that that's what identifies them okay. uh, for me. So that takes a lot of the work out of identifying the cows. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Super. Um. Okay. So m- moving on, and this was one thing when 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 I was when I was looking at your um at your your data, um, you four point two lactations on average, uh, per cow in the herd. So again, it's something that comes up a lot, and I think there's a lot of a lot of farmers that would are striving towards getting over the four lactations on average and, and struggling with it. Um, you might maybe just just touch on that, Raymond, and, and, and tell us what you feel is contributing to get, getting those uh, average lactations over the four. I, I, look, I suppose not losing cows to infertility is lose, losing too many young cows to infertility um, is, it would be a huge part of it. Um, I, I suppose condition of cows, body condition of cows, and their housing and things like that. Every little bit helps, but I suppose the main thing is getting the having them in calf. That they're um, that you're not losing them to infertility is probably the the okay. big part of it. And when you say infertility, like what what do you feel is is helping you in terms of fertility um, in in the herd? Oh, look, I suppose um, EBI is a part of it. I I, I think my sub index for fertility is, is over a hundred in the herd, so. Um, I having a fertile cow and um looking after her and um, I suppose all the little all the little pieces make up the jigsaw. I suppose there's no one thing. It's it's all it's, it's a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. You said, but the the what's standing out for me from what you said was the fertility of the cow. You do you've you you mentioned you've over a hundred euro of uh, fertility sub index, and you feel it's it's working for you and it's helping you to get cows yeah. back in calf. You've mentioned body condition score. You've also mentioned um, facilities on the farm. You've just touched on that in ter- terms of um, cubicles per cow and feed space and and all that playing into it as well. Okay, okay. Um, 
uh, moving on then in terms of your finished calving on the 4th or 5th of April. Okay. Yeah. So again, a lot of people uh, on, on the call here, I'm sure, would, would love to be finished calving at that stage. Um, so, ha, ha, you know, um, have you a big empty rate? You know, how are you doing it? Are you selling off late calving cows? Have you an, uh, a big empty rate? What's what's happened? Yeah, no, look, I, I would have, I have sold off some late calving cows over the last few years. Not big percentages, but uh, yeah, my empty rate would be, um, has been under 10% for the last three, four years. So, um, but going ahead, I, 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 I'd be quite happy with an empty rate of somewhere around 11, 12%, but I'd like to be picking five or six of that percent myself. We'll say this year now there is um there's a total of seven cows I didn't AI at all. Um and two of those I've got rid of, rid of already. Um one had a health issue, the other one, she was barely doing a kg and a half of milk solids and she was in her twelfth lactation. So look, she was eating grass that a better cow could be could be eating, so she she got the road. So um yeah, no, look. Um, if I have had an empty rate under the ten percent with quite a few years now, so that has that has helped. But I would like to be picking five or six percent of that empty of my empty rate myself if I could every year. Okay, so as you said, if you ended up a total of twelve percent empty, you your target is that you know six percent of those cows um is that you didn't submit them. They may have come in heat, yes. but you're all AI on this farm, um. So you didn't you didn't uh, AI them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. Excellent. Um. A question here, just in terms of of your just while you're on it there of your empty cows, and I know you said you've you've you you you're um you're calling I suppose throughout the year, but when do you, your empty your cows that turn up empty when they're scanned? Uh, when when do you sell them? Do you hold on to them for a while, or when do you? Sell uh, them? No, most mo- look most of them are gotten rid of um, late October, late October, early November. They're sold out of the powder at that stage. Okay, 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 very good. Um, and that's that's your policy, and that's that's what you do every year. That's that's has been my policy with quite a few years now. That yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Late October, early November, they're they're gone out of the out of the parlor, out the gate. Okay. Okay. And in terms of finishing AI, and this this comes up a lot, and and it's 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 obviously quite quite timely, and and a, a lot of a lot of farmers are going to be contemplating when is is the date um on their farm, and are they going to actually are they going to stick to it, because uh, it can be hard to stick to a day. So when is um the cutoff point? It, um, on your farm, yeah. Look, um, somewhere between the fifteenth and twentieth of July, um, is is the absolute cutoff. And some of those later ones, I I have sold as in calf ones. Um, some of them I've sold in the autumn after scanning. Um, you know, if I if I have enough others, so they're they're moved on at that stage. Okay, okay. And what are we talking about here? Uh, three or four cows, five cows, Basically, ten cows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like if your numbers are small, it's not. If you can, if you if you have the majority of gotten calf early and your numbers are small, it, it, yes, it's easy. It's not so hard to sell one or two. Like. 
Okay, okay. But again, would you not be tempted? You've got them in calf, you've done the hard work with them. Would you not say, sure, what's another couple in April? Sure, what, what harm? Um, I have a lot of, I, 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 some, a couple of years ago, I was making about 126 cows. I've gone back down to 120. I, um, I think we possibly have pushed stocking rates maybe slightly too hard. And so, if if I had one that's calved earlier and will have more days of grass and more milk, sure they're only taking grass off uh, better cows. So yeah, look you. Okay, and, and again, yeah, okay, and again, your discipline. We always that disciplined around your cutoff point on the twentieth of July. Again, if a cow that you really liked end up you thought she was in calf, and next thing you see her in heat on the twenty second of July. Is that temptation not there? And you, you have it on your phone and it's telling you, alerting you to this cow. Uh, is that temptation uh, not there? Not, no, because I, I, I dry off between the um, 15th and 20th December. I completely dry off. And um, if she's not going to be calving till the very end of April, she's dry for too long. She's, you know, she's not going to be a very good cow for very long if she's going to be calving that place. Okay, very good. And finally, um, Raymond, you might just touch on your heifers in terms of, of the breeding. So again, um, I suppose from a workload and a labour point of view, um, you know, the, the, the question about what to do with the heifers and ha having them on outblocks and synchronising them and sex semen and all that comes up um, and trying to, to work it as simply as you can with your cows. So, so what do you do in your farm? Um, my heifers are just across the road. It, it would be part of the, the grazing block on the shoulder. So mm -hmm. my cow manager, I have on my heifers as well. So I that gives me heat time. So this year, I, I, I have 25 heifers. This year, I used um, 15 sex straws on them and 10 conventional. So and the one they were picked based on timing. So anyone... I was aiming for somewhere around the 16 to 20 hours after the onset of heat for using sex. So that's where I used cow manager for the heifers and they were done with um, a technician. Okay, so you had your cutoff point. You had to had to had to, had to decide on a cut on cut out point, and you said that's 15 hours. Okay, so Anthony, that's fifteen and over, is is for sex, and Anthony, that's under, is, is conventional. Is, is that what yes. you decided? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. super. So you keep them at home, which across the road, which is your milk and block, um, for the first um three weeks of breeding, is it, or six weeks of breeding? The, uh, there's three weeks is done with them, and there's an Angus bull left with them after three weeks. Okay, and then they go off to to an out block after that. They go after second cut silage. They go to their out block. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's the way you, you manage it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Super. Um, I don't think we mentioned on the outside, we mentioned your current, um, uh, uh production, uh, over the last day or two, but overall, um, uh, cause again, I know it's something that p people like to know, um, overall solids per cow, uh, where are you at last year? Um, I, I, I was around 540 last year. 540. Okay. Okay. And, and that's kind of where you have been for the last, last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm around 530, 540 with a few years now. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And in, in terms of breeding and bull selection, you might just touch on, on what your big focus is now going forward. Yeah. Look, my big focus now is on percentages. 
percentages is probably my weak point. So um, I'm picking bulls. I was trying to pick bulls that were plus point, um, point 0.3 and plus point 0.2 for protein. And somewhere as close as I could to plus 30 kgs of mixed salads. So they're, they're, percentage is my biggest focus. Look, if, if I could um, deliver similar or slightly more kgs of milk salads per cow and maybe very slightly less volume so that would be my goal going ahead so um look fertility is still important i've quite a, a fertile herd i want to hang on to it but um my biggest focus is on percentages okay okay and, and i suppose on that um there was less than half my cows that got that got um region straws and those cows were picked on their percentages. So okay. So from from milk recording data, uh, all my cows are genomically tested. So I I, I picked it off that they're they're predicted um on their genomics. Okay. Okay. But on looking on looking through milk recording, the two are very closely, very very closely linked. Anyway, they're, they're yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're really chasing. You've identified this is uh, an area on your farm. Uh, you know that uh, in terms of the performance that you can improve on. You've also hit on that actually, if you go up in percentages, which is is as well uh, achievable on on your farm, and um, that you can actually stay at the in around uh, the the five forty kgs of milk salads, but actually go back um, on volume. Yeah. Because of the extra percentages. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, percentages would be that my big um, goal going ahead, yeah. Okay, super. Um, I've no doubt you're going to achieve that in the next few few years, uh, Raymond. Uh, thank you very much for taking time out today. Um, excellent to see, and it was the first thing that jumped out at me, was the lactations that you're achieving, the 4.2, and, and the, the empty rate is, is, is just excellent performance. Um, you're clearly running a, a quite a, a simple system and doing it very well so look best of, thanks for coming on and best of luck to you for the for the rest of the year james dunn will will be back to you all next week bye now that's all for this week's bonus episode from the let's talk dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week i'll be back with the usual dairy edge podcast on monday so do listen in then i'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening